how does one keep a factual narrative of memory alive in the face of possible distortion, forgetfulness or both? That is a question that was thrown up this week when a new look Jallianwala Bagh Memorial was inaugurated by Prime Minister Modi and dedicated to the nation. In 2019 when the Jallianwala Bagh massacre completed 100 years, the union government announced its revamp at an estimated cost of 20 crore rupees. However, as photos and videos of the new made-over Jallianwala Bagh went viral on social media, there was a stunned and shocked response from historians, writers, opposition leaders, locals, people in India and abroad, especially at the change to entry and exit, the image that you're seeing on your screens right now, the narrow entrance, the original entrance of the Jallianwala Bagh from where General Dyer entered before ordering this massacre has now been adorned with sculptures. Historians say this new memorial is a distortion of history of the site where British troops massacred Indians on the 13th of April 1990. Tonight on We the People we're asking, how does one build a memorial that is peaceful, a place of somber reflection, a befitting tribute to those who perished, but also an attraction to a generation that has increasingly perhaps no connection with the past or immediate connection with the past or our freedom movement. Well joining us on the show today from London, Kishwar Desai, author of The Jallianwala Bagh 1919, The Real Story, Professor Shaman Lal, retired professor of Jawaharlal Nehru University, advisor to the Bhagat Singh Archives and Resource Center, the Delhi Archives, Professor Kim A Wagner, professor of Global and Imperial History at the Queen's Mary University in London. He's also the author of Amritsar 1919 and Empire of Fear and the Making of a Massacre. We have uh, Anita Anand also the winner of the Penn Hessel Tiltman Prize of 2020. for her book the patient uh, assassin that also deals with the jallianwala bagh and geeta bhat political analyst with the uh, uh, pro bjp leanings but kishor desai first to you uh, you have written an open letter to the prime minister you have um, uh, you, you know in your past you were uh, you were part of that trust created to build that partition museum in amritsar uh, you had uh, set up a jallianwala bagh centenary commemoration committee you'd been collecting material uh, research material on the jallianwala bagh uh, you were initially pleased to hear as many were that this historic site was going to be restored as you have said uh, somewhere it had been neglected it had become a picnic place littered with packets of chips and uh, i remember it like that definitely when i visited uh, i think 5 years ago that it needed some renovation um but you are disappointed why um thank you sarah uh, to begin with let me also clarify that not only had we campaigned uh, very vigorously for the renovation of jallianwala bagh through the exhibitions and so on we had also collected a lot of material historical material from india and abroad and we had in fact shared it with the agency that has now done uh, the uh, you know renovation or restoration uh, at jallianwala bagh and so we were actually looking forward uh to the day when it would open thinking that this would be very different to what it was in the past secondly let me also clarify that i do believe that mr narendra modi does want to remember forgotten heroes and i do appreciate that as well but at the same time 
Now, when I have seen the photographs, I have not yet visited the Bagh, but what has worried me is that uh, it, this is not the stark and somber, uh, reflective memorial that we had hoped for. Initially, we had pointed out that it was a picnic spot, a beautiful lawn had been created, a park, etc. This bark was never like that. It was all barren land. It was undulating, stark, barren land into which these men had uh, entered. And incidentally, this particular gully was also like that. It was also very rustic, almost had a rural look. Uh, it was not this fancy sort of entry point in any shape or form. Yes, it had changed over the years, just like the rest of the bark had changed. But our hope and dream was that they would take it back. You know, Sarah, there are two things that happen when you look at a memorial like this. You can restore it and mm. simultaneously you can renovate it. I'm afraid that they have got that a little mixed up because the historical parts of it should have been restored to the original and the renovation which was needed was for the museum side of it where, where we have shared our material because that needed upgradation. So yes, and I also have written about this, that the figurines or the sculptures or whatever you may call it on the mural on these walls are all historically also incorrect because Amritsar had been under siege for three days before the massacre took place. And in no way was this a jolly crowd or a, a, just a bunch of people going to celebrate Baisakhi. They were going for a political meeting. and. Hardly any women were present, certainly no girl children were present, because we have done an extensive research on the body count, on the corpses, and so we know all that. So, Sarah, yes, I am very heartbroken, and that's why I am appealing to the Prime Minister that please do try and see that those uh, places in the park which can be restored, not renovated, may please be done so. So you're saying... The issue here is not just the fact that this is no longer a place of somber reflection. There's also a distortion of fact that historically it is inaccurate, right? Professor Kim yes. A. Wagner, you tweeted that history has become history. What do you mean by that? Well, it's ostensibly a place to commemorate a historical event. We can see that the makeover it has received now really presents uh, a kind of chest-thumbing nationalist celebration. You see it very clearly in the light show, which is accompanied by this bombastic music, uh, and the, the, the it's projected directly onto the memorial itself. It's hardly very respectful. Uh, of course, you have to look after uh, and, and renovate historical sites, and you also have to give some consideration uh, in, in terms of use of friendliness. But the situation we've ended up with now is you can't tell whether you're entering uh, an amusement park or the site of, of uh, one of the worst atrocities in the history of the British Empire and, of course, a watershed moment uh, in Indian history itself. And I think um, it's also quite clear that uh, Modi and the BJP, they have effectively tried to overwrite what was formerly uh, uh, a memorial site which had been set up by Congress in 1961. But that also erases the prehistory, since this is arguably the oldest uh, memorial site to the Indian Freedom Struggle. It was established in 1920 as a memorial park by local residents, including the Mukherjee family, who have been looking after the park for three generations 
who are now presumably out of the picture, and also Gandhi as well, who set up uh, Jallianwala Bagh in 1920 uh, as what he described as, as a national tombstone. And so this past has seems to have sort of been thrown by the wayside in the attempt to uh, give it an uplift and, and, and effectively tell a, a different kind of celebratory narrative. Hmm. Interesting. But uh, Professor Chamanlal, this uh, was carried out by the uh, the Archaeological Survey of India, the ASI. Well done. Uh, if things are done badly, they are called badly. They cannot be said to archaeological survey. They have not performed their duty well. But I would say, let me see uh, two, two, three things. Number one, this was a private land. There was no bog there. Bog is a misnomer. And people used to come to Golden Temple, sit here. There was a well. They could use take water from there and take rest. And their political meetings were held. There is Janevala. Prior to throw freedom struggle, there were meetings. Now, this meeting place, as Kishwadesai has already told you, this is number one. Actually, even the earlier monument, now, it was the first monument created by parliament in Free India, hmm. Jalayamala Bagh Monument Act. In 51, the act was passed, and it took 10 years to create it. In that 10 years, now, President Ravindra Prasad, in presence of Prime Minister Gwarala Nehru hmm. and Punjab Chief Minister Pratap Singh Karo, it was inaugurated on 13th April 1961. But there were certain changes in the first building also, because even the, the you know, street, the narrow path, that has also been created, but in a somber way, in the red bricks and all that. And in between Pylon, that memorial park, that has also been built to pay people to pay their homage. Now, what has been required? It was required only and only restoration. Not the least. Actually, I understand that there's certain building nearby which were acquired. Now, in this part of the garden or whatever called Jalle, it was called actually Jallewar. Hmm. The man was Himmat Singh. This was his land. It, he was from Jalewal village. It used to get folk Jalewala. Now, in that part, there should not have been done anything beyond it. In other buildings they have created, there should they could have created museums and other things. But even in museums, etc., there has been very much distortion. There are two heroes related to Jalewala. Uh, incident. One is Uthams, yes. who was uh, who actually who shot that uh, Michael O'Dwyer, the yes. lieutenant governor of Punjab. Now, Udham Singh's death doesn't match his face. It's a total distortion. I have sent uh, uh, many real photographs of Udham Singh. Nowhere statues match with real face of Udham Singh. Same is Bhagat Singh. Because Bhagat Singh was Udham Singh's hero, and Bhagat Singh has taken, you know, blood swelled uh, sand so, of. Uh, so, Professor his, Lal, his you, picture, what you're saying is the issue is not just we've glorified or glamorized uh, this uh, area, which some may say perhaps is necessary to bring in tourists. 
But you're saying no, factually, no, it's not, it is, it's not tourist. It's not. You're saying it's factually. I agree it is that only only place for visitors, not tourists. Tourists is a very very objectionable word. No, no. Have it been created as a tourism spot? It's not a tourism spot. It's professor, professor, some may argue yeah. that you know you visit the Golden Temple. After that, you also take out time to see the Jallianwala Bagh Memorial because our youth need to know uh, about their history and how do we make history uh, interesting for them. But the bigger problem, what you're saying, sir, is that the history has to be factual. So you're pointing yes. out there are, you know, the reality is there are only four genuine, I think, four genuine pictures of Bhagat Singh that are available. So you're saying whoever, however, this has been made, even the resemblance to them saying into Bhagat. Singh is not correct. That is very, very worrying. Uh, Geeta Bhatt, uh, you know, the charges here, okay, fine, you want to clean up, you want to spruce up, some may go as far as saying you want to, you know, disney the whole place, but should there not be a focus on things like documentation, uh, maybe an interpretation center, um, is if foreigners are visiting, are there those translation uh, you know, the, the earphones, etc., those pieces that you see in international museums uh, the world over, or if you go to the the Holocaust Museum in Washington, D.C., or in, you know, in Germany. Do we see all of that? Does this include all of that? Well, sir, I have not visited it since uh, it has been renovated, but I most of us haven't, ma'am. It must have been a part of it, because in India also there are many historical forts where, uh, you know, uh, translations and the, the historical importance... Uh, uh, the audio, uh, uh, you know, tour guides are available. So it, I know it must have been available here also. But uh, unfortunately, you know, this change, which uh, you know, the renovation that has been done at Jallianwala Bagh, there has been a, a political twist which has been given to it. We see there are many political party leaders who are also, uh, you know, jumping into this controversy and uh, uh, trying to criticize this changeover where the archaeological survey of india was very much involved in doing this pro uh, you know in uh, doing this renovation and there have been some changes which have been made uh, uh, for a better crowd management uh, in terms of the entry and the exit and uh, certain other modifications have been made up you know upon the lotus pond has been in front of the marak has been uh, has been added and the the khuni khu, the you know the martyrs well that has been uh, that has been put the uh, a glass sheet has been put over. But could you respond but about the factual inaccuracies? Kishwar Desai points out that there weren't women uh, or children. Historically, uh, studies have shown that there weren't any women or children present. But you see this new mural on the wall shows women, children all laughing, going in as if they're going in uh, to uh, celebrate Baisakhi. Sarah, let me intervene a bit. There were children and there were women. Actually, let me clarify. Sorry, Geeta, one second. Ram Singh's book, Yaar's Contribution to Freedom Struggle, the figures are given of 406 people. There were 207 Hindus, 196 including two women. And there were 80 Muslims. And the people who died there... No, no. The Professor Dhamma, I agree. That is exactly what Kishwar Desai said. Two women. Girl children. Yeah. There were no girl children. No, there were no girl there children. Were no girl children. Yeah. Two women, there. Professor Lal, amongst 400 people, really, that's not the kind of the representation yeah, yeah, know, we're yeah. seeing in but the murals. We're wasting time here, Professor Lal. I just want to stick to the point of the factual inaccuracies, Geeta Bhatt, before I go across to Aditha Anand. No, for example, there is uh, about the light and sound show. It, it is not that earlier there was no light and sound show. 
there was uh, there used to be a light and so earlier also and this was in mr amitabh bachchan's voice it may have been you know that the presentation might have changed now and some people as far as the aesthetic go you know it may differ some people might like it the way it is being done like, uh, right now and some people might not like it the way it has been done right now but uh, but we, we need to present the facts Uh, Professor yes, Kim Wagner, uh, you pointed out, you talked about that light and sound show. You say it's like this bombastic, you know, to uh, uh, patriotism, but it needs to be based in factual accuracy. Is that is that what you're saying? Obviously, but we also have to recognize that historical memorials—they are first and foremost political. Uh, sites so it's almost inevitable that there will be some kind of patriotic narrative attached of course, to it interestingly just a second professor i'm sure you followed this you know that the punjab chief minister he's uh, he he's been uh, quoted as saying he actually thinks it's quite nice so that's the irony so even the opposition divided on this sorry go ahead it has become politicized very very quickly uh which just goes to show that in many ways this is not about what happened on the 13th of April 1919 and it has everything to do with indian politics in in 2021 and uh perhaps that's what what some people uh, appreciate as a historian uh i i'm i am uh <laughs> upset about the destruction of a historical site and the way that it has uh become victim to modern politics Anita Anand your book The Patient Assassin based on the Jallianwala Bagh massacre won the Penn Hessel Tillman History Prize congratulations uh, for that you of okay. course are personally connected to, uh, to to this history but the judge you're also a journalist the judges said about this year's winner that they wanted a book packed with historical rigor a book that was a rich base of research uh, a genuine historical classic that's what they said about your book congratulations that's huge uh, a huge achievement in today's world uh, when you hear of this controversy of course you also haven't seen none of us have because we're all been under lockdown we haven't traveled and seen it ourselves uh, how does this make you uh, make you feel because your interest in the in this massacre is not just uh, historical it's also personal Sure. Okay. So, so just to to state for those who don't know, my grandfather was there on the day of the massacre. That is the personal um, connection of which you speak. Um, I've listened to everybody, and uh, the one thing I, I would say is that anybody who thinks that to make this more dramatic, you need light, sound, and cartoon characters on the entrance, really grossly underestimates the public. Do you not think? that just to tell people what happened for 10 sustained minutes that a man walked into a garden where people had very little chance of escaping and fired and fired and fired and redirected guns to fire and fire and fire and fire is that not dramatic enough for you tell the history tell the story properly people will come if you tell the story properly people are not silly They don't come for a ride. If they want to go to a fun fair, they will seek out a fun fair. But if they want to go to a place of remembrance, keep the entrance as narrow as it was. Show how difficult it was for anyone to get out that day. At the moment, you're in a situation where many people in India think the person who Udham Sim killed was a man called Reginald O'Dwyer. They conflate these two men who are very separate men into one composite rakshas. You want to sort out history? Start with that. start by telling people the true stories they are 
entirely dramatic enough for anybody's appetite, I would suggest. And you don't need to disney this place. You need a place of quiet reflection and you need to tell them the fact. So, you know, all my learned historian colleagues who've spoken today, absolutely right. Tell the story as it was. Tell the story correctly. People will come. But also, you know, pick up the litter. You know, we've all been complaining about the state that the bog has been in. I know Kim has been many times. I've been many times there. You know, treat the place with respect. If it's getting dirty and it's getting mucked up and the doors are falling off the hinges, sort it out. But to take this step, to turn it into some kind of amusement park, to me, it actually feels a little heartbreaking. So uh, I haven't been there, but I, what I've seen, it, it breaks my heart. So, I mean, are you worried now that you'll have young teenagers, etc., showing up to take selfies or, you know, coming there for an Instagram shoot uh, like we've, we've seen sometimes uh, abroad? You know, we had, we had, so in this country, there was a, there, at the same time, sort of a hundred years before, there was a commemoration of all of the people who died in the First World War. And there was, there was a, a great display of poppies tumbling from a tower in the Tower of London. And each poppy represented one of the lives that had been lost in the First World War. It was really poignant. It was very beautiful. The young who wanted to go and take Instagram pictures could go and do that. You know, the young will do what the young will do. And, not all of them are interested in Insta. Many people went there and were deeply moved by the sheer weight and loss of of life that was symbolized by something that was temporary and then removed. So, you know, you want to make a point, make the point in a tasteful way. This to me, you know, with light and tamaka and like some kind of Bollywood shoot, I don't, I don't understand why you need it. I don't understand why it's there. I don't understand why so much money was put into that rather than a restoration or, or some kind of information center where people can learn about what actually happened in that garden. Um, to me, this is entirely baffling. And uh, yes, I haven't been there. Uh, I will go. I'm slightly dreading going, but I but I will go and see it. Um, Kishwar Desai, Anita, I think, made an important point that struck out to me. She said those who want to go to remember, to have a somber memorial will go. But not everybody wants to go. Not everybody is expecting that. They may go to Amritsar. Uh, shouldn't it be a place that attracts everyone, even if that's not what they're interested in? And, so, and hopefully they can come across, have a serendipitous moment where they come away learning something. So what would you say to those that we need to attract our, our youth who are, you know, we're now third generation disconnected or away, moved away from our freedom movement? Uh, Sarah, I just want to point out one thing because, you know, we are operating at the Partition Museum very close to Jallianwala Bagh. It yes. is exactly a five-minute walk. So we have had a lot of chance to go to Jallianwala Bagh before the renovation began. We actually mapped the entire area. We did a house-to-house survey to check on people's memories. What did they remember? This is a site of conscience. This is a site of immense agony and pain. When I was writing my book, uh, you know, there was not a single day that I did not cry thinking about those people who lost so much. And I also want to say that even before the renovation took place, people used to go there and bow their heads. It was a place they used to matateko, literally, and lakhs used to come. There was absolutely, actually speaking, if you ask me, the crowds did not need to be attracted. The crowds used to come anyway. Jallianwala Bagh is part of our history, part of our freedom struggle. 
But what we had, what we were requesting for was not to attract tourists. There was actually no need for that. If you look at the figures, lakhs of people used to come every day, even previously. What we were looking for was actually a place where people could go and see the bug as it used to be a hundred years ago to imagine the immense sacrifice of the people who gathered there. So, and also, I do want to point out that even at that time when the bag had been restored and the garden level had been raised, right. uh, do you know, Sarah, a lot of the bullets, actually you had to peer pretty low into the ground to see the bullet marks. Because, because they, they were being shot from a height. Yes, and, and by the leveling, by the leveling of the bar, each time they do it, more of the bullets sort of go underground. So it's not as though there was not an attempt even earlier. Yes, a, a park had been created, All right. but we had high hopes. We had hopes that uh, we had hoped that this time the restoration would be of a different nature. And you're heartbroken now. Well, we're completely out of time. Thank you all for joining us. The question, of course, is: uh, Can we learn from hard? truths without it needing to be softened and beautified? How can memorial museums open up opportunities for critical understanding uh, of, uh, of our uh, history, of our you know, violent pasts? Uh, all of that much to think about tonight. Thank you all for joining us with your time and your stories.